Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. This is our first episode in 2024. And you guys, I brought back a, a guest, Scott Bergman. Whoop, whoop. Yep, so I'm excited. Um, we're going to talk all things market in 2024 from an agent perspective and then from a leadership and coaching perspective. Yeah. Um, and the cool thing about this episode is we're kind of going to co-host this. We haven't done this, right? Like, we're going to figure out how this kind of rolls when it comes to talking about different topics. Um, but we don't have to do the whole, like, intro. So yeah, y'all know who Scott is. What's up? He's all, all over social media, but let's kind of hop into what we're thinking 2024 is going to look like. Yeah. Um, we had some discussions off camera in terms of like, what are you seeing happen with rates and um, how are conversations going? And everything we've both talked about is skill sets mm -hmm. as we lead into 2024. So, you know, from an agent perspective, what are you hearing your clients say? What's your approach you're taking yeah. this, this first week of January? Well, um, hey, good news, good news and bad news. Uh, good news in... Well, bad news in 2024 is agents, if you are still, if you're, you got your license in your pocket, you rolled in 24, ready to go. The good news is uh, there's going to be less competition for you. Yeah. Um, which pat yourself on the back. Um, if you're in 2024 after you're like 2023, you've got to be one of the good ones. If you doubted yourself last year, making your way into 2024 already lets you know that you're, you're, you've got to be a solid and quality agent to have made it this far in such a, 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 a tough year. Now in that, I, I firmly believe, in, and you can uh, let me know what your thoughts are, um, it's a race to quality oh, yeah. in 2024. Now, and I, not just, everybody says they give five-star service. I've never met a human <laughs> being who has said, I don't care if they're selling uh, pancakes or houses. I've never met anybody who said out loud to me, hey, Scott, I give 3.8 stars yep. of service. It's a race to quality in everything. Not just uh, uh, showing up and giving a great listing presentation. It's a race to quality in your prospecting. Yep. It's a race to quality in your content, your video, uh, your communication, your buyer's consultations and listing consultations. I mean, it is all about what, what you just said, uh, developing those, those skill sets. Either you didn't have the skill set and you know that you need it for 2024, uh, which is a great time to get a mentor, to get a coach, yes. to join a team. Because if teams help and, and mentors and coaches do anything, it's to help identify those skill sets that may be missing. Or let's be blunt, I guarantee there is something that you think you're really, really good at, but someone out there is better. Yeah. And, and I firmly believe that if, in focusing on skills and quality of skill this year is going to be imperative for the individual agent. But what are your thoughts on a, on a leadership perspective and what, what quality metrics should leaders be focusing on for, for their agents? Yeah, no, I think you hit on a really important point, right? You said, if you're still here, you did something mm -hmm. right last year. So we saw, I've said this so many times, even on the podcast, we've seen a 20% decrease in units three years in a row, mm -hmm. right? And so what happens is, yes, year one volume went up, so everybody's fine because they're getting paid the same amount of money. But as the units have decreased over three years, um, we saw a lot of really good agents get out of the business. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that's what you're speaking to. When it comes to purely numbers, yes, agent count may have went up a touch. Um, because new agents getting the market. But what we're talking about is agents that have been in the market for two, five, 10 years. A lot of those agents have exited the market. So what does that mean? Um, we all remember being a new agent. You yeah. have to, it's a year, two years to get your, your flow in this industry, um, unless you're an outlier. So when I talk about skill sets, like a number one, have systems and processes mm -hmm. in your business. Um, how many agents, Scott, do you know that are like, uh, work 70 hours a week? 
They're chasing the next deal uh -huh. all the time. They don't manage their money real well. Yeah. Uh, they're very sporadic in their email marketing and social media yep. and getting back to their clients, right? Yeah. Because they're tired. They're doing this whole thing by themselves. Yeah. Um, we see it a lot, right? So systems, processes, and then to finish the point of, you know, being in the industry, we're going to see an increase in units this year if we see rates come down several times, mm -hmm. like they're saying. So have you positioned yourself in a, in a way that you're going to receive that increased flow of deals? Oh, yeah. I think that's from a leadership perspective. If you haven't built systems, immediately that's got to be the focus in 2024. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you have built the systems and structure, um, make, fill it, yeah. right? Like you put the funnels in place. Yeah. Now talk to your people and go fill, fill the funnels. 100%. Recognizing, identifying those gaps. Mm -hmm. um, because yes, you know, and, and we've talked about this before, you're either working in or working on your business and real estate itself being seasonal by nature. You know, this is now agents are coming out after they're done with their on their business portion. That fourth quarter usually is your on your business where you're taking a look at the gaps. So you, your gaps either an inch or a mile, but I guarantee we all have them. Yeah. And then one thing I think uh, was so important to recognize and self-awareness is yeah there's a gap maybe it's not you yeah M maybe that's not you that fills that because if you've been putting off your marketing for three years <laughs> ooh, there's got to be an underlying reason why it, it it's just not your jam your people recognize authenticity you're not going to wake up tomorrow in 2024 and feel about marketing, any different about marketing than you did yesterday. So are you making the executive decision to not only recognize the gap in your skill set, but being honest enough with yourself to say, gosh, I, that's not going to be, be me. Do I make the decision to uh, find an assistant? Do I make the decision to partner up with somebody who's a ton better looking in hair to have great conversations <laughs> about real estate? No, right. but like, it's the truth. You want to wake up. Every real estate agent wants to wake up and do the things they love to do. I've never met an agent that wakes up and says, I love, I love knocking out stuff I hate. It's just, it's not, it's not, not going to happen. It is okay to dislike real estate related activity. It is not okay to not find a way to get it done. That's right. So I, I'm, I mean, as an agent, um, those agents that are out there listening, if they are recognizing a gap, in certain areas, what would be your next step? What piece of advice would you give them? Hey, I, I now I'm I'm not design oriented. Yep. Uh, I'm I I'm what what piece of advice would you give them to first recognize that gap? Mm -hmm. Second, make that first step towards filling it. Yeah. So I, I go through a uh, with my co with the people I'm coaching here at the mm -hmm. brokerage. Um, anybody that I'm coaching is um, we're going to look at database first. So if I'm going to go into foundational pieces. Um, how many people are in your database? That's mm -hmm. the first thing, yeah. right? So you may or may not know the number right now, but say it's 200, 250. 3,219. There you go, 3,219. This is a good example. So what I would say is, how many of those people know who you are? Mm -hmm. So people's databases are full of names and numbers. How many of them could see who you are you know, at uh, Target and know, hey, that's Scott Bergman. Yeah. I could walk up and talk to him. Yeah. So that's going to, we have to figure out what the makeup of our database is. Yeah. Right. How many people know us? How many um, are sphere? How many people are Mets versus non-Mets? Mm -hmm. Cold leads. We haven't talked to. Maybe talked to them on the phone one time. They have no idea who we are. Yeah. Right. So if we, do you know that number? Uh, for Mets and not Mets? Yeah. Like how for many of those Mets, folks know you? Um, I have, I have a, I have a Met category. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
197. There you go, right? Mm -hmm. So totally different. And so when you have the, when you can um, kind of work at your database of how many of those people know you, yeah. you'll turn that at 10%. Yeah. Guaranteed, yeah. right? So most people that I know say you have 200, let's just use 250, right? Yeah. If you're not pulling 23 to 27 deals out of that database, 10%, 10% then you're, you're, hit, you're missing on one of three things, frequency, yeah. authenticity, or value, Yeah. right? Yeah. Frequency being you're not communicating with them enough, value being, um, let's say you have a whole bunch of first-time home buyers in your database that know you and you're sending them luxury properties. Yeah. They're not, you're not hitting on value. Mm -hmm. And then what you talked about, authenticity, Yeah. right? Um, are you copy and pasting what ChatGBT or somebody else is doing? Uh -huh. Are you personalizing and you're bringing your personality out to those people? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then the whole goal of that is if you have a, a database of that many people, how do I take it from 197 that know me really, really well uh -huh. to meeting as many of those people as possible to bring that. them into that met? Because I know for a fact, we're going to turn that at 10%. Yeah. Consistently. Agent, like I have agents that... I have an agent that had 172 people in her database this year. Yeah. 40 communication points throughout the year. She did 17 houses. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it works time after time again. So yeah. I, I think that's the first thing I would do. And then you talked about what would I do if I'm not doing that? Mm. A number one, um, do I have the skill sets to fix value, authenticity, or frequency? Do I need to hire an assistant? Do I have the mm. money to hire an assistant mm -hmm. or a marketing person? Or do I plug into a team? Yeah. Right, because yeah, there's absolutely. a lot of teams that have done really, really well of building foundational systems in their business. Yeah. Um, and so, can I plug into what they're doing? Yes, I'm giving up a cut, right? Yeah. But can I do more deals by being able to focus on my database? Absolutely. Does that kind of make sense? Are you seeing the same thing? Yeah. No, I I, I agree wholeheartedly, and I, I love that you took an, it. Get you get so wrapped up in being a real estate agent in the, in this world and seeing what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. I mean. It, Agents, let's say, let's call it what it is. We ain't afraid to put everything we're doing out there on the world, the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And you and you kind of get caught up sometimes in watching what others are doing and, and thinking to yourself that you need to jump out and do some of that, that, that do everything that this other agent is doing. Yep. When in actuality, what you did so well there was you, you simplified what the next step needs to be. It's simply, they either know you mm -hmm. or they don't know you. Yes. And you can, and, and not only your database, if you're not thinking about life that way, Everybody in the world instantly can fall into a category of which they know you or they don't know you. And there's only one goal in that relationship, to know you, yes. right? So if you don't know me and you're listening to this podcast for the first time, congratulations. I'm so excited to know you. Yeah. And the, if you t look at it from that vantage point, those baby steps, once they know you, they either like you or don't like you. Yes. You learn that one real quick. When they like you, they either trust you or don't trust you. And guys, that's not just real estate. That is life. Yeah. Everybody in this world either knows you or doesn't know you. Those who know you either like you or don't like you. And those who like you either trust you or don't trust you. So, and, and I think with, um, with AI and me loving AI the way that I do, what I do, what I do believe that it's, it's, it's doing a little bit to the market is, um, it is taking away that authenticity. I, I, I firmly believe that if you simply took a look at your database and, and if you don't have a database, I need you to pause right now. Press the pause button on this. Go down the rabbit hole. I don't care what you go after. Get a database because lovingly, you cannot sell your relationships, um, uh, uh, handshakes at the end of your real estate career. However, you can monetize and sell your business, your team, your database. Right. If you don't have one, you are not setting yourself up for not just success this year, but future exit strategy. 
get a database, put people in there, and it's simply they either know you, like you, trust you, go on from there. So I, I love that you took the the complexity that is life in real estate right now and really simplified it into very tangible steps. Yeah, and can I tell you one more? Yeah. And you do a good job of this. Um, and you may may or not know, like I said before, exactly what you did, but how many units in the past 12 months or what's like your your personal unit, not your team, but what's your personal unit? Uh, 38. 38, okay. So what you do really well is social media, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so what I've seen consistently, there's some outliers, you being one of them, right? Um, is if you do social media really well on top of hitting your database communication points, you're going to turn it at 13 to 14%. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. You're really, really well, 18, 20. We'll see those kind of numbers. Yeah. But that's where social media comes on. And where I think agents really struggle mm. is they think social media is first. Mm. Right? Yeah. And so they think social media is my entire uh, marketing to my database. But the one-to-one communications are way more important. Yeah. And we know that. And social media is such a great tool. I mean, it's almost imperative for us to find success in the new market that we're in. But you've got to have the one-to-one touches in there as well. I think that's really important. Do you focus on that? 100%. And and I'll tell you where what you're talking about is where I made a huge mistake when I first kicked off in social media was I separated social media in my database. There it is. When When I made a reel or an Instagram, I put that on Instagram, Facebook, doesn't matter. And then I went and did something else with my database. And one, I overcomplicated everything. Double work. Double work. When I started realizing that if I'm going to put that social media video, that post, whatever it may be out there in the world, why am I not taking that exact same social media post that same day, grabbing the same caption, putting it in my uh, uh, CRM, and doing a blast email out to the people? uh, uh, Because here's the good news. You You don't need to be too good with tech to, to understand this, when you click something, people know. Yes. Right? You 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 click on one of Will's videos, you're gonna see his face for the next three or four days. Okay. So don't click on one of mine if you don't want to see my face <laughs> for the next three or four days. But if you're putting that content out there to your friends and family, and if I ultimately want my clients to become my friends, why wouldn't I take that same video and show them that about me, not just Here's the market stats in my database, and here's my kids having a great time to my friends and family. I can almost guarantee someone has a higher likelihood of picking up the phone or responding to a text message when they see that you're not only a real estate agent, but you're a dad, a mother, a sister, a brother, uh, a coach as well. If you're going to put it out there in the world, let your database get the privilege of understanding who you are by taking that same piece of content. And guess what? It's the same post. You, it, your email blast is done for that day. Don't don't rack your brain. Send it out there. And, the, and here's the good news. Here's the nerd side of me. They're going to break that down for you. When you put that little hyperlink of your video in the email and they click it, Facebook and Instagram and TikTok are so smart, way smarter than any anybody in this entire building. That's right. Your, your social media is going to be now be followed by that individual. They're going to see you for the next three or four videos. So when they start seeing you in their email blast and then they start seeing you on their social m- media, you're, you get to hear the phrase that we all want to hear, I see you everywhere. Yep. And, and I, I, yeah, I love that. I love I, that. I just think it's really important. And I'm not here to say um, social media is wrong, right? Mm. Content creation is so important. The platforms are totally different in how we're dispersing it. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to stop at just one to many on social media, yeah. we're we're not doing ourselves justice by or our database that we're not serving it the right way. Right. Like right. why would the content be different? If right. we're trying to be authentic, right? Yes. Why can't you send that in a one-to-one platform? Why can't you call them and have a similar message when you're calling them and having a conversation with them? So Absolutely. if I could give any, you know, 
you know, advice or coaching to any new agents getting in, social media is extremely important. Yeah. But don't forget the email marketing and the one-to-one touches that you're going to be uh, communicating with your database throughout this year. 100%. And, and some of the key pieces in talking systems and strategy, one, it's really difficult to put together any sort of system without a database, right? So you have your database in almost all databases I can think of. Let you know when somebody did something. Something as simple as opening up an email, yes. right? Now, now think about that. If, if I post a, a social media post um, about you know, three tips of buying a home in 2024, so maybe write that topic down, yep. uh, and I then send that to my database in the morning, am I setting the time in my calendar that same day to go back, open up my database, and see who took a look at that? Not only just see who took a look at it, give them a call. Hey, Will, I saw you just checked out my top three tips for buying a home in 2024. Which one was your favorite? That's good. Do you know what I mean? So, so you're, you're doing the piece of content, you're putting it in your database, you're tracking mm-hmm. who's picking it up, who's watching it, who's, who's oh, at least opening it, um, and then reaching out actively to just talk about it, ask it. You want to know what people want uh, out of content? You've got to put that content out there like a net. And then you've got to be able to monitor and track what people are actually interested in. You know what I mean? I think it's important. Um, and so how, uh, to me, I don't know what you coach to, but how many times would you call your database per year? I know we coach to one, four times a year, once a quarter, yep. communicate. Doesn't, yep, I mean, some people are text, right? But some people are call, whatever it is. Yeah. One-to-one like communication points, at least four per year. Is that what you're kind of Yeah, absolutely. Too? Pick up the phone. We, we pick up the phone at least quarterly. And my database is set up to give me those reminders mm-hmm. that everybody's in that list and I need to call this quarter. When I call them, they make it out of that. Now, I'm gonna tell you up front, everybody, uh, uh, I'm a pretty techie guy, right? I knew when I made that decision, I did not have the time and energy to do it. So I paid somebody else. Brought somebody else in, I said, hey, you know what? I know that this is gonna give me X return. It would take me two and a half months to get that done. Looked around at my small team and said, hey, this ain't just for me. If we want to make this decision, let's talk about it. Let's pitch in. Let's get it done. Best decision I ever made. Awesome. Just because you can do something does not mean you should be the one doing it. Yeah. So. And that's, I mean, that's simply what building a team is surrounded by. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you put the right people on the right seats in the bus? What, so then what would you say is, in, is the most important to building a team in 2024 versus your 20, 21, 2022, what, what should team leaders be thinking? Because when you, you said in the beginning, agents, unfortunately, were, were the, the, the density's kind of mm-hmm. clearing out. So I'm sure there's some team leaders out there like, oh, I lost, lost that producer, lost X amount of people on my team. They're, they're revisiting their business plans and their team leadership plans. And what, so what pieces of advice are you giving to team leaders about this year and what they should be focusing on versus previous years? Ask really good questions to your team, first of all. It, it, when we talk about retention and keeping a team together, what do they need? What are they seeing? Be really in tune to what their clients are saying. Yeah. If you're, I say this all the time when I talk with folks that are looking at joining teams. There's three types of teams um, that we see. One's a personality-based team. Mm-hmm. That's going to be mentorship. I've been in the business 5, 10, 15 years. You're going to want to be in my world in order to learn this industry. Yeah. You see all the time, right? Yeah. Number two is going to be a lead-based team. I hand yeah. out leads. I buy leads. You, as my group of agents, those are your larger teams. Um, I'm going to turn an ROI on your skill sets if you're good at closing leads, Yeah. right? Which is essentially like running a small brokerage, yep. right? And so the, the, 
the situation with those first two teams is if you're a high performer, you're going to outgrow that within the first year or two. Mm -hmm. Because at some point you look up and you've sold 20, 30 houses and I don't need mentorship anymore. I'm yeah. ready to mentor other folks. Yeah. Right. Um, I'm good at buying leads. I've done, I've done really well at this. Why am I paying a team? Um, I have to go buy my own leads. Yeah. Right. And so we see that all the time. The team that you want to really look at if you're looking for a long-term team fit is systems and value. Mm -hmm. So do I have the database communication points to plug into? Do I have the social media templates to plug into? Mm -hmm. Can I focus just solely on talking to my people and follow up and lead generation and all the other pieces are taken off? TC, a contract to close, is that taken off my plate? Yeah. Um, buying uh, uh, client gifts, right? Any, yeah. Anything of that nature, is, are those things taken off of, off of my plate so I can just focus on talking with my people? Absolutely. So you gotta, if you're interviewing teams, ask really good questions. Yeah. If I have a buyer or a seller, what happens? Mm -hmm. And if you can't explain the details of what's being taken off your plate from the agent perspective, that may be a good environment to grow in. That, oh, yeah. ma that may be, not be a long-term fit. Yeah. That kind of makes sense? No, 100%. I love that. And, and that, I mean, I don't think there's too much of a difference in strategy when you're taking a look at serving the, the buyer and seller themselves. If I, if I walk in and gave you the same spill that I did to the listing down the street, okay, didn't personalize it at all, didn't ask you any important questions, for example, you know, why am I really here? You know, and, and it's amazing when I ask that question, the first, first question I do. So I, I walk into a listing appointment. There's a, uh, the most important room in a house is the kitchen. And pl I plant myself in the kitchen, take a position of, you know, I kind of feel it out, take a position of by the counter, lead into the questions, the questions that agents you normally get. Do you want me to show you around the house? No, no, not yet. Do you mind if I ask? Why am I here? And you'll see people just, well, what do you mean? What do you well, uh, so that's such a good question. You can see them like, well, we're thinking about selling our home. Awesome. Why? Well, I, uh, well, I guess we're relocating and we got, he got a new job offer. We're super excited. That's why I'm here. I'm here because you guys have a goal of relocation. And let me ask you, you want that to go pretty smoothly. I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah. awesome. Um, now let me ask when, when does he need to be planted into his new job? Oh, great. Okay. So that's going to really help with our timeline. Awesome. Are you guys buying or selling? Is buying, are you guys buying in this new area? Would, is, would, does buy, thinking of buying stress you out? Okay. What would you want to be easier about that process? Before we get into this, I, selling, I'm going to tell you right now, selling the house, we're going to come, is, we're going to work on that together. I want to make sure I get the full picture because not only do I want you in fantastic hands here, I want to make sure that you're in fantastic hands in that next spot there. So in, uh, uh, when you understand the fears of your consumers, because they're not going to lead with those, nobody does. Nope. Um, how you serve becomes personal because there's no way I can look any human in the eyes when they tell me they're afraid of something and not protect them from it. An agent's number one job is to protect their client. Number one, it's not the sale. It is absolutely protecting your client. So in order to do that, I need to know individually what my consumers, my buyers and myself are actually afraid of. And so the questions I always lead in are getting those fears because the conversation gets simple after that. Okay, so you mentioned you're afraid that you might not get all the net that you need to make that next step. So if we get just enough or more of that net, you think we can move forward, right? So it's yeah, good. I, I figure out 
the, the social media, if we're talking about social media, social media has done a fantastic job at scaring the heck out of every buyer and seller ever, these agents are talking to. I call them just like you. Yep. And I hear the same thing. Hey, interest rates this and interest rates that, affordability this, affordability that. They're ex it's expected to be afraid. Are you asking? Tell me more. Mm -hmm. No, no. What really are you afraid of? What am I here to legitimately protect you from? Okay, now let's go take a look at the house. Yep. So uh, that's so important. I think you hit on like one of the most important job responsibilities of a real estate agent, and that's to manage emotion mm. for the entirety of the of when you're under contract, when you're in a transaction with them. Yeah. And and what you're doing is you're getting ahead of it and asking what are the things you're afraid of, what are the things that stress you out. And where I see a lot of agents struggle is they own their clients' problems. Mm. Like yeah, we may be moving for reasons that we don't love. Yeah. Right. And that's not your fault. Your fault. Your your job is to make sure that the best possible outcome is what comes to the table. Yeah. And so I think as as we've all been through the transaction. Yeah. Right. We've all sold houses for the most part, and we know what top performers. We know what's coming. We know all the different variations of what may happen. They're just in different words. Yeah. What happens is we get sat down with a seller or a buyer, and then we're trying to win them over instead of trying to help understand. Can I truly help you? Yeah. Right. These are the things we're going to run, get in front of everything. These are the things we're going to run into throughout the process. Yeah. When you get to this point and uh, um, after we're under contract, when we get to this point, you're going to feel this way likely. Okay. We're going to get through that by doing these things. Yeah. Show them the steps before you ever do it. Manage emotions ahead of time. And that's what you're doing when you're sitting out at the, I love this. You're sitting out at the listing appointment saying, what are the, what are the key points you need to um, feel comfortable with? Yeah. And then I'm going to tailor this entire conversation to make sure you're good to go. Yeah. That's I love, brilliant. I love, I, you know, and, and I can imagine and, and, uh, pick it up from here. So as team leaders, if, as an agent, if I'm thinking about asking those, what are you afraid of questions? Last year was a scary year for agents worldwide. Mm -hmm. What, uh, uh, the, the questions, what should team leaders and, and owners be leaning into when it's, as far as supporting their agents this year? The questions that they should be asking, what, what information do they, do they need to be gathering from agents to make sure that they're going in the, 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 right, the great trajectory? Because correct me if I'm wrong, if there's just a few less agents, I would think as a team leader and owner, that gives you more personal time to meet with those producers who have stayed by you. But what are those, as, as I'm assuming your coaching clients are starting to have those, those conversations, yep. what are those conversations looking like? What are agents mentioning that they're, they're struggling with? What are team leaders struggling with? And, and then what piece of advice are you giving? Uh, no, I think it, it's, it's all time right now. I think everything that I'm seeing from a coaching perspective in teams is time. Where are you spending your time and where are you trying to get back more of it? Yeah. Right. And we have a really, it's like, we have a big struggle in our industry of like having uh, time away from work and being able to focus mm -hmm. on family and yeah. those different types of things. People are really stressed out right now. Yeah. Right. Because we have um, fewer units. We have um, people have maybe focused on their skill set so much. Um, we have uh, buyers running around, running us around everywhere. We have families to deal with. We have so much on our plate right now. We get into the industry thinking we're going to find freedom, and then it gets flipped back on us, so we have to work double. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. It's not necessarily true. So if you're a, if you're a team leader, go to your agents and help them. Ask the question of what would take, um, what would leverage you. Yeah. What would help you have more time at home and not feel stressed? Yeah. Obviously money and doing more deals and those different things. Okay, go deeper like you just said. What would it take to do that? I, I don't feel comfortable calling people. Okay, guess what? You're going to have to get into the trenches with them. Yeah. You're going to have to go listen to what they're saying on the phone. And, yeah. Hey, do we need to change some scripting or uh, go on appointments with them? Understand how they can convert at a higher level. Yeah. Um, do you have a database communication? I know we keep coming back to that, but like, are you 
are you communicating with your agent's databases enough for them? Yeah. Are you taking well, that's a good the one. main pieces off their plate so they don't have to go create a newsletter? They don't have to go create templates in Canva and become yeah. this marketing specialist and create videos on social media. Like, Take as much off their plate as possible and give them as much value, value knowing that they're going to go speak to their people and be able to be present. Yeah, I love that. And you said something that, that I've heard 90% of agents say, I don't like calling my database. And I would piggyback on that statement and say, well, do you like calling people? <laughs> and when you do call people, what do you talk about? Because picking up the phone and calling someone and not talking about real estate, is that sitting down, is okay. It is perfectly fine to pick up and call your database and not talk about real estate. Absolutely. Hanging up the phone, asking about, hey, I just saw. People are putting their lives out there on social media saying, hey, kiddos, baseball game. Uh, Jane's did her dance recital. It doesn't matter. They're giving you exact reasons. They're telling you what's important to them because if I'm going to put a picture of my kiddo you know, winning a, a wrestling match, I would hope it's important to you too. Take that opportunity to say, oh, he's gotten so big. Uh, congratulations. Uh, how have you been? Yes. Nothing real estate related. Okay. Now I do that at in a certain frequency. I make it a system to find one photo or connection, something that I'm drawn to on social media of the people that I actually know, like, and trust and they know, like, and trust me. And on a daily basis, I do three of those messages a day. That's good. Whoa, that's a system. It absolutely is. Oh, perfect. So then I do that three times a week, five times a week. You're flipping through it anyways. What, what can you do? Send that funny video to one of your clients. If you instantly think, oh, this reminds me of Phil, send it over to him. Don't think that every single conversation needs, about, needs to be about you or needs to be about real estate. I'd argue that every single conversation needs to be about them. That's big. That's yeah. really good. So one thing that I, you know, I, I, we have a social media panel coming up and so yeah. Uh, we'll hear Kale kind of talk about how he does He's social so media. He's so good, man. Like, from, I, you, I can't help. I, I hit him up one time. I was like, man, if I it, thirst traps all day, it's, he, that dude's awesome. Yeah. I talked to him a few times. He's great. He's it's very great. intentional, right? He and is. so I talked, I've talked to them just a little bit ago this morning, and um, he talked about active scrolling. Yeah. Right? So oh, yeah. we all scroll because we're already on our phones. You said it. We're yeah. already on there. Yeah. Active scrolling. Like, are we being intentional with the things that we're seeing and then acting on it afterwards? Yeah. Um, and so another system, like, if, from a more broad perspective, we say, we're calling them four times a year. What the heck are we talking about? Ooh. Okay, so here's a simple four calls. Quarter one, you're gonna set expectations for the year. This is what you're gonna see from me. These are the emails, these are the events, these are the giveaways you're gonna see from me. This yeah. is what you're gonna see from me on social media. Anything else you'd like to see, right? Set the expectation for what they're gonna see. Because what happens when we say, hey, I'm gonna do this, and then we do it, is we build trust. Yeah. I'm gonna send you 10 emails, and then you send 10 emails, like they do what they say. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Quarter two is the only time throughout the year we're going to ask for business. It's quarter two. We're in spring market. Things are really picking up. Hey, I've had a lot of people reaching out to me, um, asking me if I could help them buy or sell houses this year. Is there anybody that you may know that I might be needing yeah. to help out? Right? Yeah. People are already doing this. Do you know of anybody else? Right? Yeah. That's the only quarter we're going to ask for actual business. Quarter three is going to be about building our database. Who do you know that I should know? Yeah. Right? I love that question because it's going to tell you what people think of you. Mm. Right? Who do you know that I should know? And they're going to start referring you people, right? And so if you had 200 people that's in your database. That's a great question. That's all, a great question. And you, should, you can ask that all the time. And you're going to learn a lot about how you're perceived from other people. Mm -hmm. So the point in quarter three is if you have 200 people in your database, grow it by 10%. That's it. I'm going to talk to my entire database in quarter three, ask them who 
Um, they know that I should know. Connect us. We don't need to be buying or selling houses. Just who do you know I should Yeah. And then quarter four, all you're going to ask is how was the year? Any feedback from any of the communication points throughout the year? Any yeah. value that they may see next year? And then just ask what are the big events happening in your life next year? Th- those are those those are such those are such those are such quality questions. Yeah. Because the answer to each one of those questions gives me even more talking points that are authentic to just being a quality human being as compared to leaning right into real estate. No, don't get me wrong. You, your job is also to advise and discuss about real estate. As you grow that database, one, obviously, and, and I hear it a lot, agents focusing so much on lead generation, and I turn around and ask the question, what's your lead follow-up plan look like? And they never want to talk about it. Well, no, but I gener- no, no, no. Why are we putting, is there a hole in the bucket here? Why are we putting more things in the bucket that we're not following up with? Now, when it comes to, to following up on lead generation, you know, I'm sure we can go rounds on the right things to do speed to lead, right? If speed to lead, if I'm scrolling through and I click on a property and you call me 47 minutes later, I don't remember what I ate for breakfast. <laughs> I'm not going to know what house you're talking about, but a lead comes in, you give them a call. Hey, Will, this is, uh, this is Scott. Um, I saw you looking at one, two, three, four banana street. what do you think? Yep. You know, like lean right into that. And, and the benefit of growing your data database is opportunity. Uh, and skill set development. Make all the calls you possibly can. We are in first quarter. Get all the objections that yes. you could possibly get right now. Get them all. Eat them all. People because don't like objections, Scott. What, what, what was that? <laughs> People don't like oh, objections. Oh, you mean opportunity? People yeah. don't like <laughs> there we go. Hit prospecting. Okay, let's real quick. Let's talk about where prospecting came from. Where did it come from? The gold rush, mm-hmm. right? People migrating over to California. Here's your history lesson. Migrating over to California, digging for gold. What's digging for gold break down to? Digging for gold is 99% dirt, 1% gold. That's good. I've got to, I, as I dig, I grab that shovel, I pick up that phone, make that one call. I'm just getting dirt out of the way. Mm-hmm. Another one, 98, 97, 96, 95, 94. I'm, 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 thank you. I'm getting dirt out of the way for 1% gold. So your lead generation and prospecting, if you take a look at it like that, it is prospecting, mining for gold, 99% dirt, 1% gold. Get the dirt out of the way. The benefit to the dirt is there's actually value in that. When you hit me with an objection that I haven't heard before, I'm going to pencil that one down. I'm going to go into AI. Here it is. You've been waiting for it. I'm going to go into AI, and I'm going to write that objection in there and say, what, what should I have said? I have literally hung up a phone, fumbling around with the sentence because I didn't know what to say back in my younger years. Now we've got AI where we can take that statement and say, give me 10 responses to this. I'm going to stick you know, all of them. <laughs> in my office, so I never get hit with that again. And we're getting the repeat objections. Well, Good. you don't know what interest rates are going to do. You're right. Uh, can I ask why you're so worried about interest rates? What's your ideal monthly payment? Affordability. Get straight to affordability, guys. What, no, what is your ideal? When we snap our fingers, you're in that. How much are you paying? We, we didn't want to pay more than $2,200 a month. There is a house for that. Yeah. There's a house for that price point. Ask the right questions. Benefit from those objections. Take those objections, because if, if you said that objection on the phone, what do you think my blast email is going to be about in three days? Exactly what I said, right? What, what you're afraid of. Hey, I'm sure you might be thinking about affordability right now, mm-hmm. and you should be. Here are my three tips on making sure that you stay, that your budget's affordable when buying a new, buying a new home. Well, I think where, where people struggle is they run from objections, right? So uh, I, I coach on this a lot, but there's a big, 
and we, it's a, a KW thing, obje, objection versus condition, mm. right? Is this something that I can change or not? Objections are mindset, thought process, things that can change. Conditions are, I cannot change this. This is a hard fact. I cannot move because I'm getting relocated by the military at this date, right? Yeah. You can't change that. I'm worried about the rates. I'm worried about, you know, or I'm waiting for spring market, those yeah. kind of things. Yeah. Objections, right? Mm -hmm. You've got to paint a story and help them understand what's going to happen. So yeah. if we see rates drop a few times, yeah. what's going to happen to the buyer demand? It's gonna, it's gonna, gonna increase. Yep. It's gonna increase. More competition. And when there's more competition, what happens is the offers are writing. They go crazy. Right. And so instead of me telling you, hey, you need to get in the market now because we're gonna see increased buyer demand, which means you're gonna have to write a much higher price um, offer, yep. and then you're gonna, it's gonna cost you a lot more money. You need yep. to get in now. Instead of telling you that, I'm just gonna educate you and ask questions. Uh, amen. What's gonna happen? Yep. What's gonna happen is this, and and then understand why they're fearful. I think you hit on that earlier. Um, instead of just saying like, I don't want to buy because of this reason. Why? Yeah. Yeah, and you're going back to the number one job of being protecting that that consumer. So if I know in January you're worried about affordability, uh, interest rate in May, I'm gonna I'm gonna. And this is this is honesty. In order to protect you from falling in love with a home where there's a ton of competition on it right now, wouldn't you agree that maybe shopping a little bit earlier than we thought? would be beneficial because I would hate, I am not, this is my favorite statements, I'm not in the business of heartbreak, I'm in the business of real estate. Mm. I would hate for you to go fall in love with the property and seven other people fall in love with that property in May and we have to beat them out. You deserve it, I don't work for them. So would it be fair, my, my favorite four letter F word, second favorite four letter F word, <laughs> but would it be, wouldn't it be fair if we got to that property ahead of them? So using those opportunities because they should be afraid of competition. They only know, well, I'm afraid of interest rates. They don't know what it's like offering $30,000, $50,000 over like That's it right. was two years ago. They don't want that. You don't want that for your clients. We didn't want that. Mm -hmm. That wasn't, that was, it was beneficial for some. It was hard. Yeah. It was hard. You, you're, when they give you a fear, your number one job is to talk to them on how you can protect them. If you don't know how to protect them from that, that yet again, reason a million why a team, a fantastic brokerage, a coach, you go back to that coach, that team leader and say, I got stumped. Yep. I got rocked with this one. What should I say in that, in that, that uh, next conversation? And follow up. We, I think there's such a misconception of follow up, right? Like follow up is not about getting somebody to move today. Mm. It's at all. Like yeah. what we want to, you said it perfectly, right? Like, um, when you speak to your to your clients, you want to say, "Hey, I'm." When we get to spring market and there's a whole bunch of people um, bidding against you, you're paying more for, and we're writing way more competitive offers. Yeah, I don't want you to be mad at me. Yeah, right. So, are you okay going through that process, or do we want to move that timeline forward? Yeah, to where we don't have to do that. Now, you're giving them the option so mm -hmm. that when it does happen in spring, guess what? You're like, "Hey, remember that combo? We yeah. had good. All right, let's stick this. We'll see it through. This is what we chose. This is the yeah. path we went down." And then, secondly, when we're doing follow up and somebody's moving in March and May. Uh, June, July, whatever it is. The goal is not to get them to move today. It's to move them up to April. I love, I, I, I love that for so many reasons. And one, getting, if you, if you could get one piece of information from a prospect, a consumer, anybody, someone on the street who mentioned the word house, because we have, we all have that trigger in our ear. Yep. Time frame, time frame, time frame, time. Because I can walk that back all day, every day. Hey, uh, well, we're our lease isn't up until uh, October, November. We're kind of just browsing right now. Oh, okay. So ideally, if your lease is up in October, November, we kind of want to be browsing about two months before that. And if we want to be browsing about two months before that, we need to be pre-approved about two months before that. So, I mean, it looks like it might be beneficial for us to sit down in the next 30 to 45 days to have that conversation. Now, getting that time frame, 
and then stick to what you said you're going to you're going to do. Yes. Is it is it fair cuz if they answer the phone I, I mean you can really lean heavy into this. If they answer the phone at 1027 on a Tuesday morning when I set up my repeat phone call, don't you think it'd be beneficial if I set it up for next month Tuesday at 1027 because when I call you and say hey will this is the last time this last time I gave you a call at this time uh, I didn't bother you last time is I just wanted to follow back up. Yep. And following up and having that conversation and we the, the trifecta of touch hey um thank you so much will um you'd be surprised how uh kind you were in comparison to some people i talked to if i were to mail you a thank you card where would i be mailing it good boom hitting that address down so time frame time frame time frame and you've got to have enough confidence in yourself to know that time frame be able to take a look at any buyer or seller out there, give them a realistic time frame, and tell them where they should be, could be in progression to that time frame. So uh, get that time frame question answered. You can call everybody in your database today and ask them one question. Hey, if, if buying a home in 2024 is still on that agenda, what's our time frame for this year? And just go through hot, warm, cold, hot, warm, cold, hot, warm, cold. And then understand that people's timelines are always cut in half mm -hmm. every time. Two years out to one year, one year out, six months, right? So cut their timeline in half and understand that's likely the time they're going to move and then allow them to have the timeline. They don't got to move today. Yeah. Right. But where we get desperate and scarcity mindset of like, I only have one lead. So I need them to move this month. No, go get 40, let mm -hmm. them have their own timelines and close 30 of them. Right. So like, yeah. that's where we struggle with is, is the desperation side of things. And, and one, people can hear that and the expectation, well, they're, they're lead generating. Well, I keep getting all these leads, but nobody wants to close. What, you, how I go, how many stores do you walk into on a daily basis and buy nothing? That's five, six, seven times a day. Yeah. They're, they're in browsing mode. You mean education mode. Mm -hmm. I've got 11 months to be your advisor and your educator. Wow. I get more time with you to spend and educate and advise. It, and then I, one of my thoughts, one of, one of my team's thoughts, how do we do this in bulk? So are you, are you putting together uh, and I, I'm, I'm gonna, I hate the buyer and seller seminar. I hate it. What I do love though for 2024 is the affordability seminar. And I love the equity seminar. Love it. Because buyers don't, they care about what they can afford. How much home can you afford in 2024? As an agent, you should be able to hear when someone says $2,300 a month, ask two or three questions and gain, get to that. And how do you do it in bulk? Think about it. You hold a monthly webinar live, doesn't matter, how to afford a home in 2024. So when I call you as a brand new lead and you give me that pushback where I'm just browsing, okay, perfect. Um, I don't want to take too much of your time. Every single month on the third Thursday, I hold a live or a webinar about affording a home in 2024, which I'm sure is important to you. What I'm going to do is I'm going to follow up with an email and I'm going to send you a link to that. Yep. You and I'm sure someone around you would love to check out that webinar. I won't give you a call, um, but I, I do hope to see you there. Yep. So how can you do this in bulk? What I, what I love about that strategy is it forces agents to then, do you have the slide deck? Could you legitimately sit in front of 30 people yeah. and explain affordability? If you can't, go to your team leader, find a coach, find a mentor, put that slide deck together because you should be able to pick that bad boy up and go anywhere. Your buyer's consultation with it. Maybe it's your, it's your buyer's consultation. Get people in bulk because there's a lot of scared people right now. You've got to get ahead of them. Get them in the same room if you can. 
and have that conversation about what everybody is afraid of. Yeah, and so that whole, like, providing the service before they're under contract is where you go above five stars, right? Mm -hmm. That's really what it is. You gotta educate and help them understand how you're advising them in the yeah. right way and not pushing them into a timeline that's not necessary. And that. then you gotta take the slide deck and speak to it. Yeah. I think it's important, right? We gotta be we gotta be skilled enough to speak to educating clients instead of just going to do transactions. Absolutely, absolutely. So, So, final thoughts. The team leaders, coaches, mentors out there. Yep. What is your number one tip? Your number one tip from today uh, in 2024 for um, Go super granular. Like make, make skill sets. I say this all the time. Make script and role play a daily habit with your teams, mm. with your own, with yourself in terms of your lead generation. Script and role play every single day this year. Mm. And, and you look up in a year and all of a sudden you'll be extremely uh, well-versed and, and far ahead of every other agent in this industry. If, if I don't know, if I want to do that and I don't know who to call, who do I call? Well, first of all, team leaders, yep. right? Team leaders, call me. We have script and role play here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9.30 to 10, open to all brokerages. Yeah. So I offer that. I will script and role play with anybody at any time. Sweet. Um, hire a team, hire a coach. I think that's big. Your broker should be able to script and role play with you. If, if your broker can't script and role play with you, what kind of skills are they training on, yeah. right? Like training is part for the course. Go, uh, we talked about it this morning, Jeremy Miner. Yeah. Um, yeah. Find somebody yeah. on Instagram that you can listen to, but find a, find a partner. Yeah. Find somebody that you know well enough to say, hey, can I mess up in front of you and can I practice uh, my skill sets every single day? And if I'm not mistaken, you have a, you have a, you're putting together a contest coming up. Yep. So we have kind a contest. What's that? Yep. So we're running a contest now. We'll do it again later this year. But what that is a seven week contest where I'm in a team, uh, agents in five, groups of five, and we're going to practice skill sets. We're going to lead generate. We'll have trainings uh, once a week on Thursdays from 10 to 1. And then uh, what we're going to do is top team is going to be, uh, we're going a scoring system on. Uh, buyers taken, listings taken, and under contracts. Oh, top yeah. team wins seven seven grand. So that's, that's awesome. It's going to be fun, but what we like, we're modeling what's necessary, right? Yeah. And what's necessary is active lead generation, script and role playing systems. Those yeah. three things are so important this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, is that kind of what you're seeing in your side? A hundred percent. And and what's so that competition? Anybody can. Any, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter colors of the sign, brokerage, or anything. If I wanted to be a part of that, which I am, yep, um, I could. I could be a part. of Those who are going to be doing it, this go round, let's go. I'm super, super excited for it. Yep. And then those who want to try it out, that next go round, they can be anywhere, anytime, anywhere, anytime. That's, that's awesome. And literally, Scott, that's a, like every single one of our trainings. That's so cool. That's all I've tried. Like we focused on bringing to the market our leadership team. The last two years is bring every brokerage together. Why is that so important to you? Um, I mean, at the end of the day, we all do stuff differently. Mm. Everybody says they got the best training and the best culture, but at the end of the day, we're all different, Yeah. right? And we all do things in a different way. I'm sitting here with you on a podcast. Um, I'll pitch your coaching to anybody, yeah, yeah. right? Amen. And so at the end of the day, we all align with different people. And, and what's happened in our industry is we've become so scarcity mindset. Yeah. So scarce in terms of like, I, you can walk into these older brokerages and people aren't going to tell you what they do because they're not going to gain anything off of you. Yeah. At the end of the day, we can learn anything. This, is, this industry has been around for a long time. Yeah. There's nothing really new. New. Yeah, and so um, if if I can teach you what to do, if I can share some good, I, I people laugh at me here because what you uh, give is what you get back. So if we're consistently pouring into other people, what's going to come back to me? Yeah, all the good things in life. Absolutely. And so it's just you know come from an abundant mindset. If we can bring the top brokerages together, all the top agents rise to the top, and we all get better with our skill sets. And what happens to the consumer? Yeah, the market market gets better. And and if if it if I had to give one big tip to agents in twenty twenty four, the number one tip I I one know what you love and did best in 2023. Yes. If you didn't take a look at the end of the year, guys, it's still January. 
Take a quick look at your 2023, your favorite memories, where you got your, your leads, and not just got your leads. Because I, you know, we do a good amount of online leads. Do I love online leads? I don't love them. Mm -hmm. I, 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 do, I do okay with them. So when I took a look, when we took a look at our business strategies for this upcoming year, uh, I don't know if I don't know if you guys know this. I just love talking. <laughs> so the seminars and the webinars just make organic sense yeah. because I can sit. I love sitting in front. If I love doing it one person at a time, you put a room full of thirty or forty buyers. Holy cow! I'm yeah. super pumped for that. So don't. I'm not saying in 2024. Now's not the year to add more to your plate. It's absolutely not. It's taking a look at what you love eating and doubling down, doubling down on that. You know, if it, if it was social media for you, fantastic. This is not me saying, uh, skip over those weaknesses of yours. I am telling you they're weaknesses for a reason. That's Someone right. else is great at them. Okay. Yep. Take a look at what you loved, loved providing to your, your consumers. Take a look at your, your top 10 favorite home buying journeys and home selling journeys from 2023. What about that? Did you enjoy so dang much? Because I promise you, they felt that. I promise you, they love that journey too. Giving them a call, bringing them in and having those conversations. Hey, I've been thinking about you guys for the last 45 days. We had such a great time. What, what did I do? How? Yeah. What do I do so right yep. that, that made you guys so happy? Go through all your five-star reviews. Say, oh man, you need a, you need a quick pick-me-up? I have moments, this is, this is a tough business, brother. I have moments where I'm struggling, drop the, the transaction fell through over here, this one's on fire over here. I go in, this is not me being egotistical. I need to go look at my reviews to remember that I, I, I can do this and I can make people happy. Go through your reviews, take a look at, absolutely, absolutely. Going and, and taking a look at what you loved about 2023 and just only bringing that with you, doubling down on that and giving that to the world. No, I love it. That's such yeah. a good a good reflection point this year. So, all right, brother, this is a great way to yeah, start the I year. Yeah, I love this. I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, Scott Bergman, I'm hoping he's going to be on consistently I here. I love that. Moving anyway. forward, but we look forward to, you know, helping you guys throughout this year. Both of us have different coaching platforms that we can help you guys on. So give us um, a holler, reach out, text, call, social Absolutely. media, follow us. We'd love to help you guys out and let's have a great year. Absolutely. See you guys. Oh,